You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new devil Hello and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. This week we are talking about Book 4, Chapter 7 of The Two Towers, Journey to the Crossroads. I'm Caitlin and I don't... Give my alternate one. Go, I'm Caitlin, and I knew this would be a short episode as soon as I saw the title of the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Caitlin, and I wish I was still on vacation. Uh, I'm Rachel, and I had fish and potatoes for dinner last night. Fishes? Fishes. And taters. Both Sam and Gollum are happy. Well, was your fish raw and wiggling? (laughs) Uh, It was not, but it was also not like fried like. Chips. Is it wiggling or wriggling? Yeah, it is wriggling. I was I said the wrong word. Thank you for pointing no, that okay, out. Okay, I was just checking. I thought I went insane. Um, I'm Emmy, and I have done nothing. Oh no, I've started reading a brand new comic called Die by Kieran Gillen that is about a bunch of people who get sucked into a D and D game that's not really D and D. It's a homebrew, but it's great. <laughs> the end. It is great. Will and I are glad you finally read it. I'm glad too, though I'm really sorry. Now I just want to be the Godbinder in our in our campaign because right, this see... is not a D and D podcast. That's tomorrow night. You have to do your homework tonight and f- pick something and make a character sheet. Uh, so characters in this chapter, we have Faramir. It's probably definitely the last time we'll ever see him. Definitely uh, just a random happen chance meeting. Mm-hmm. And then we have our usual trio of Frodo, Sam, and Smeagolum. They walk a lot. That's that's it. They just walk. <laughs> Hobbits and a not hobbit off for a walk. Way to steal the short summary, which is just quite simply, we say goodbye to Faramir um, with a little less fanfare than we said goodbye to Galadriel and the trio walk towards the crossroads, as you might expect in a chapter called Journey to the Crossword. <laughs> Roads. Woads. Cross woe. <laughs> oh boy. I did think it was funny how the, the farewell was kind of a mirror of the farewell with Gladriel because he said goodbye like three times and gave them a gift and everything, but and food. it was still like less than the goodbye to Gladriel. Yeah, but you're right. We, I mean, we had the really like hearty goodbyes at the end of the last chapter and now it's like, goodbye again. Goodbye again. Yeah. It reminded me of farewell to Lothlorien a lot. I bet the same place in the book too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I really hope that at some point they learn the Irish goodbye, which is where you just leave a party without saying goodbye to anyone. The book would be so much shorter. I mean, this whole chapter could have been like one page in the next chapter. <laughs> so <laughs> classic really Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. So 
We've got our hobbitses and Gollum spend one last night with the Gondorians. And in the morning, Faramir puts some extra food in their bags and gives them some walking sticks. He also warns them not to drink from any stream that flows from Imlad Morgul, the Valley of Living Death, and says all his scouts have returned, reporting that literally all the roads and lands are empty, and it feels like something is brewing. I, sh- I have to say, like, I... Galadriel's gifts are so cool, but I would legitimately love like a custom made walking stick. Oh my God, that sounds awesome. Right? Oh, also what was, sorry, I'm going to interrupt here because it's one of the only things we have to talk about Mm -hmm. um, is these darn walking sticks. They like laid like markings in them and I found it really interesting. They called it, they said a virtue has been set upon them of finding and returning. Yeah. And I thought that was A, a really great sentiment and B, I just sort of liked the idea of it being similar to like carving runes into you know, your boats or your, your weapons or whatever. Your wizard staff. It's not real magic, but it's still like sending the intent with it. Well, we don't we don't know. It could be. Well, it could be. It could be something real or it could just be like 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 you said, like an intent that they put onto right. it. Yeah. I like that idea of, you know, you put it out in the universe and the universe makes it real. Gondorian cultural hints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, of course, we got the elvish name for this tree. <laughs> And how it's like, it, like it's important to Gondorian wood carving folk. I'm like, okay, thanks. Yes. The fair very, tree, very niche group. beloved of the woodwrights. Yeah. yeah, that was some important information right there. <laughs> yep. Uh, so before he leads the group out, Faramir says that Frodo and Sa- Sam may go unblindfolded, but Gollum will have to be blindfolded. Uh, Frodo sees that Gollum is not happy about this and says, and says to just blindfold them all so that Gollum will know that it's safe and won't make a fuss. All right. If the previous was like a mirror of the gift giving, it yeah. just occurred to me now that this is a mirror of going to yeah. blah, 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 whatever the heart of Lothlorien well, is. Karis um, Yeah, that one. Thank you. Only one has to be blindhold- blindfolded, but they Delta. all do it in solidarity. So what we're actually saying is that Faramir is the mysterious lady of the cave. Yep. I mean, yes. that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> He's got great hair for it. So. Yeah. Um, so after being taken out, Faramir bids them a formal goodbye and gives them advice to stick to the woods of Thillian as long as possible. And then he disappears back into the trees and the trio walks on. Poof. Uh, Gollum has some mean things to say about Faramir and Frodo says that if he can't say anything nice about people who showed him mercy, then to not say anything at all. Okay, mom. Gollum immediately <laughs> says that he forgives those men and he forgives Frodo for tricking him. And he sounds very trustworthy and believable, right? It's exactly like, what someone who's very apologetic legit. would say. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep. Not at all suspicious. Not at all suspicious. Gollum is everyone's best friend. Uh, that night, Sam sleeps restlessly and notices that Gollum is never within sight throughout the night because he keeps like waking up and Gollum's just never there. Uh, but Gollum shows up bright and early in the morning and ready to go and they walk some more. Eventually, as they walk, they come to a road that they sort of start walking parallel to. Frodo asks Gollum if he knows where they are and he says that this is the road connecting the Tower of the Moon to the ruined city on the river. So that's the road that goes between Minas Ethel, which is now Minas Morgul, and Osgiliath. And... I always forget how very close to Mordor Osgiliath is. But if you look at it on the map, it's it, it's right there. Yeah. Which I guess means the river goes that close to Mordor, too, which I also forget. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, it's just fascinating to think of the people who, yeah, lived there this whole time before it was. And then after it was, you know, yeah. taken over and everything. You're like, no, it really, it was the heart of Gondor, the twin, you know, towers across the river and yeah. Osgiliath in the middle. and. Now it's only like one and a half, but it's right there. Like, And at this point, so if you've seen the movie, 
and you see, or if you've seen the theatrical editions of the movie and you see the flashback to when Boromir took back the city, that happened some years ago and it, the city's now been taken back by orcs, if mm. I've got my third age history right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. So uh, Gondor does not currently hold Osgiliath. Yeah, and so when you think about like, I, I, it's easy because we know what happens and we know whose side to be on and everything, but thinking mm-hmm. of Boromir's desperation, it also when you just really comprehend the closeness of it. Yeah. Like that's like basically the next town over, you know, given that they're walking between this, like, okay, I can get there really quickly in a car, but that's like a cornfield away. And again, (laughs) they are just on the brink. Cornfield away. (laughs) That's how we measure things in Illinois. (laughs) If I'm remembering correctly in the movie, it made it seem like that happened really recently, but I'm pretty sure in the books it happened a few years ago that Boromir took back the city and, like, before he left, it was lost back to the forces of Mordor, I think. I've not double-checked that. That's just what I have in my head. So he would have known that they were making moves against Gondor, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Gom says they can't use the road because it is used by folks from Minas Morgul, and nobody wants to run into them. Uh, Frodo looks at the road, and even though he notes that it is empty, and while they've been walking, they've actually noticed that the woods are silent. And the silence feels like oppressive to them. Um, he feels as though invisible things are passing up and down the road. Creepy. Yeah. Very. So it's not like a, hey, the bad guys are gone emptiness. It's like a what the fuck is going on emptiness. Yeah. Uh, Sam mentions getting some rest now that it is dark. Gollum says the best time to hide would be in the day. Uh, and they reach a sort of compromise where they're going to rest for a part of the night and then go on walking later. Which Except they, they do. literally don't. No, yeah. they like climb up in a tree. They don't to sleep. Rest. They don't they, sleep, yeah. but they... They stop for a bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they do, after midnight, walk some more and everything is very dark. There's a lot There's a lot of darkness in this chapter. It's a metaphor, Batman. After that, they rest within sight of the Morgul Vale and the crossroads. Sam and Frodo, and just try not to think about how close they are to that. Um, just for a little bit of a geography here. So, Minas Morgul is situated just outside of the mountains along the side of Mordor, whose names I forget, even though it's literally in this chapter. But anyways, and right in front of it, coming out of the mountains, is a river that comes out from the middle of Mordor. And that's the the valley that they can see, the valley that that river makes. And the crossroads are, or the road that they're following is sort of heading that way. Did that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Yes, it does. So. <clears throat> okay, great. And that that's the river and anything <laughs> that like shoots off from that river that, that Faramir was like, don't drink from that shit. I mean... That's fair. It came out of Mordor. Yeah, because it came out of Mordor. If nothing else, it probably smells like sulfur. (laughs) So yeah, Sam and Frodo are trying to think about how close to all that stuff they are. Uh, Sam sleeps and has a weird dream about like having a lot of gardening to do and not being able to find his pipe. And I love how Tolkien describes Sam waking up here because he like wakes up and he's like, wait, my pipe's in my bag. Why was I so desperate? And he's like, wait a second. I don't have any pipe leaf. Wait, we're outside of Mordor. What's going on? (laughs) And he like takes a minute to like recall 100% of like where he is and what's happening. And I've definitely had dreams like that where I wake up and I'm like, wait, I was being an idiot. It's right here. And I'm like, wait a second. None of this matters at all. Yeah. No, totally. All the time. <laughs> yeah. And I like that it's, you know, uh, I mean, you can you could dig into some metaphor about him, you know, hunting around for his pipe or whatever. And, but it's really just like a silly dream. Yeah. After all the prophetic dreams of, you know, we've had. Like you no. could probably say he misses home and he misses his 
his good old work, you know, just gardening. But yep. e- even that, it's just a stupid dream. And I like it. Mm-hmm. So since it's dark out when Sam wakes, he thinks he's had way more sleep than he should have. But Frodo assures him he's only slept for three hours or so, but that the day has been getting darker. They both hear something in the distance that they think might be drums or thunder. Uh, Frodo says it's been going on for a while. My money's on drums. Well, <laughs> to to put it in perspective, on the other side of things, this is, I guess, ever so slight spoilers for Return of the King. This is the day that yes. Gandalf and Pippin arrive at Minas Tirith. Mm. And the hey. next day, I mean, spoilers for the next chapter, I guess. The next day is when we're going to see um, the uh, the army exit from Minas Morgul. So things are getting started on the Stuff in the other happening. story. You know, things are, things are going. Uh, not once again, to not not yeah. not be spoilers, but to be spoilers. Yeah. In the past week, I've had like. <laughs> A bunch of opportunities to just say it's the deep breath before the plunge. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly what this is. The because the the darkness that's spreading out the day after this is known in in as the dawnless day, and that's like the day that I'm pretty sure that um from the movies that Fro- uh, that that Gandalf rides out and rescues uh Faramir when he's riding back towards the city or something yeah. to that effect. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, Sauron sending out his. Sauron sending out his darkness, and obviously, like everything's gathering, and that's why everything is empty. Yeah, and eerie. It's it is. I mean, this chapter really is the deep breath. Yeah, it's they're walking before everything happens. And this is also part of why Peter Jackson made the decision to put this bit in Return of the King because it happens alongside that stuff that's happening on the other side. Anyways, uh, drums on for a while. Yes. So once again, Gollum isn't anywhere to be found while Sam was asleep. Frodo. They just haven't seen him at all. Frodo gets some sleep after that, and then Gollum mysteriously reappears and ushers them on with more walking. As they walk, there was a sorry. Mm -hmm. I just remember there was a really funny bit here where Sam's like, "Oh come on, he's not going to come back before he actually does his useful thing, his only useful thing." And and Frodo's (laughs) like, "He did get us through the swamps. Like he has done one useful thing. Yeah, just one, but it was significant." As they walk, they come upon some huge ass trees in a ring, and walking through them, they come to the crossroads. And uh, one road goes down to Osgiliath, one goes on into South Gondor, one goes back to the Morannon, which is the Black Gate, and one goes towards Minas Morgul. And that's the fun one that they get to take. I I love that it, you know, there's so much like metaphorical crossroads and, you know, making a deal with the devil at the crossroads and stuff. But yeah, this one really is pretty much like you're straight up like evil crossroads. Like You can go two ways to evil and two ways to not evil. Yeah. You are crossing the road in a very metaphorical and literal sense. Um, but just before they do take the road, uh, Frodo sees a ruined statue of an old king of Gondor that has had its head removed and has a new head representing Sauron put it put in its place. Frodo, and then, and, and it's been like graffitied and stuffed by orcs, yeah, I presume. I love that. It's like bathroom graffiti. Yeah. Just like stuff scratched in it. And... and then Frodo has a little moment of hope when he catches the sun shining on the removed head of the king and he sees flowers growing along its head as, as though it were wearing a crown. But then the sunlight disappears. And everything is dark again. Metaphor. Dun, dun, dun. And that's that's the whole chapter. This is like our that's shortest it. episode ever. It's walking in metaphors. Yeah. And getting presents. That's true. Yeah, they got some walking sticks. Hold on. Let me find my favorite line here. Oh, yeah. So, upon its knees and mighty chair and all about the pedestal were idle scrawls mixed with the foul symbols that the maggot folk of Mordor used. I just liked that. The maggot folk of Mordor. 
Mm-hmm. That was it's good. such a good epithet. And I also liked, I mean, we've talked about the movie a lot in this cha- in this episode, but in the movie, Sam has this moment of hope and Frodo just doesn't even notice it at all. And I really mm-hmm. like that it's actually Frodo. Yeah. Yeah. Frodo's not all just Dunzo buckets at this point. Yeah. Um, and he felt it from between this and then also from Faramir. Um, same thing. He had this moment of like, this was good and reminded me that, you know, of why I'm doing this. Yeah, why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, so many metaphors. It's just all metaphors. Which they were pretty, but also we really didn't go anywhere and it hurts me. Yeah, I just feel like this could have been, this chapter all could have been edited down into like two pages at the beginning of the next chapter. Which I know we say that about Tolkien's writing a lot, but this one specifically, why was it a whole chapter? Why? It does not stand on its own. And he's not afraid of long chapters, so it definitely could have been worked in mm-hmm. you know, before and after either other. It's, honestly, you know what? He didn't even have to trim it down. He could have just attached it to the other chapters. No, that's Yeah, that's true. true. You know, why didn't he know that we were going to be doing a chapter-by-chapter reading of his books and restructure his entire book just so that we would have meaningful content for each week? Come on. That would have been nice of him. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I don't know, because honestly... The ego on this man probably should have been prepared for it. Yeah, that everybody would have been studying his work for years. He obviously felt that way. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, in some ways, it almost does with all the metaphor and everything feel like it could be extracted from the book and put on a test for you to write a paper about it. That's true, (laughs) actually. You you wouldn't even really need the the, like background because you very much get like these are the good people and these are the bad people and what is Gollum who knows at this point except yeah. you do know because he's being very tricksy and you know the sort of foreshadowing along with the you know sort of metaphorical empty forest and everything and the symbolism of that and then you have a literal crossroads that you can talk about and you know crossing it you could write about the dream uh and you know I like what I re- that might mean and of course obviously the crown symbol at the end is like yeah. it could just be a it's a very ozymandias you know i saw two best hey, good reference legs of stone whatever Whew. you seem to struggle with it but you got there <laughs> i i couldn't remember exactly how the the first line went but right i was like the legs of stone the legs of stone <laughs> i really liked frodo's bit looking at the the empty road and how he was like it still it feels like the invisible things are walking up and down it and that he does not want to use that road at all mm-hmm. that was that was really good i i could write an essay on that on the just general sort of like creepy feel this chapter has you should well i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna but i feel like i could mm-hmm. my essay days are behind me and thank god yeah look i mean i would have rather written about this than a lot of the passages they gave me for exams but that's beside the point we are all adults. We don't have to have, you know, stress dreams about school anymore, like Sam having stress dreams about gardening and <laughs> piping. <laughs> all right, we don't have to, but we still do occasionally. <laughs> I don't think I have. I can't blame Sam. My dreams aren't, like, stressful. They're just fucking weird. My dreams aren't usually stressful. Mine, mine too, usually. When I do have a stress dream, it's about, like, previous jobs and not... You know what we didn't do this chapter? We did not read any of the Smeagolem dialogue. We just did the, the, the taters at the beginning. All right. All right. Let's, you know what? This is a short episode. So let's, let's all pick a line. Let's all pick a Gollum line. Dig it out. Okay. I have not practiced at all. I got one. Nice master. Smeagol was only joking. Always forgives he does. Yes. Yes. Even nice master's little tricksies. Oh yes. Nice master. Nice Smeagol. That's it. That's my line. (laughs) Here we go. 
I have. I learned yesterday that actually normally I have to work up some uh, gunk in my throat, but after being sick, I had too much and it came out really gross. <laughs> Thank you for sharing so much. I You're needed welcome. that in my life. <laughs> gross. Gross or fantastic? Which one? But we must go soon to the crossroads. Yes, to the crossroads. That's the way over there. Yes, master. Uh, that's what I was going to do, so just give me one second here. <laughs> okay. I feel like all of his lines in this chapter are him try- are him like waking up the hobbits and telling them they have to walk more. Yeah, and giving them directions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what this one is. Must get up. Yes, they must. Long ways to go still. South and east. Hobbits must make haste. I don't know what that was. I don't know where any of that came from. And I will never be able to replicate it. It was pretty good. I think we've all we've all definitely good, improved, though. Yeah, I I don't think I've improved. I think I just do something completely different each time. I mean, that's fair. I I I feel like we're all moving towards sounding the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the idea. We're all attempting to do well, the yeah, movie Gollum voice, and the more we. I don't think we're necessarily moving towards the movie Gollum voice. Okay, but we're, we're regressing just... to a mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to getting. To do a mean golem voice. Uh-huh, ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and remember, if you want to show us up, please send us your golem voices at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. We are looking forward to listening to some on our last Two Towers episode, and we don't have that many at the moment, so we would like some more. Better yet, record yourself as golem, like giving GPS directions to Sam and Frodo trying to get to Mordor. Nah. That this is hilarious. something I want in my life now. That's if nothing else, I might put that on our Patreon. <laughs> Just to set your your GPS to to Gollum voice, right? That that should be an option. I would actually make a U-turn, precious. <laughs> Anytime you drive by like a Long John Silver's or something, it's like fishes, fishes. <laughs> the fuck is a Long John Silver? <laughs> It's a really what? terrible fast food chain fish it's place. It's so bad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Truly, 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 truly one of the worst fast foods of all time. It was important that we tell you. All right. So sorry about a super short episode after taking a week off, but this chapter didn't give us much. And also Rachel and Caitlin are sick, so it's probably better this way for everyone involved. <laughs> but uh, you, if you want to support the show in a monetary way... I don't know why you would after this, but if you want to, you can check out our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash so you want to read Tolkien. You can pay us to stop. There is fun things on there like outtakes and interviews <laughs> and why are you laughing? I'm doing a good job. That's it. Nothing else is fun. It was delayed laughter at me, I think. You're doing a great job. Fine. It was delayed laughter at me, but that's okay, too. There's fun things on there, like outtakes and interviews and more. You can tweet at us <laughs> at ToReadTolkien. You can email us at wanttoreadtolkien.com. And you can check out our Instagram. <laughs> that's, Instagram that's not how to email us at all. <laughs> so you want to read Tolkien. And please remember to send us your Gollum impressions, because we want them precious. I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. <laughs> and I've been Emmy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.